everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of NXT Talk, the show where we chat about all things NXT, all things developmental. We're your hosts. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. All things Iron Survivor Challenge. Boris, I'm back here on the NXT Talk program. As Joe Gacy's theme song says, love is blind. Grass is always greener on the other side, but I'll never leave you, Boris. And here we are talking some NXT. Actually, a strong showing by the schism. A couple good matches on the show. Some good promos. It was a watchable NXT. We lucked out. The Smack Daddies, they drew the short straw last week. Yeah, they deserved it. Love them. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. It, 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 it always makes me laugh, though, when someone fills in or one of us are away and, you know, the replacements always get stuck with a shitty episode. Having said that, Brad lucked out a couple times. So, you know, it was his time yeah. to uh, shine in the uh, in the proverbial shit basket that is, you know, <laughs> filling in for someone on NXT talk. Also, and two, they weren't used to Vic Joseph and Booker T. We, we've kind of become accustomed to their particular brand of nonsense. Doesn't bug us as much. If uh, by also, custom you mean me putting on a mute, me putting in my own soundtrack, yes, I've become very accustomed <laughs> to Vic Joseph and Booker T. I'm joking. I don't do that. I need to listen to what they're saying to, right? Because that's the whole experience. We talk about our pillars. We talk about the commentary, the stories, and everything in between. I don't know why I'm just exactly. like clapping so much. <laughs> really <laughs> emphasizing the point. Also, Greg had no time for the uh, the barbershop uh, segment, which we like in NXT. There were some good things on this show, though. This particular NXT that we're about to review, I think first off the hop, we got to talk about the Iron Survivor Challenge, though, man. Yep, the king. Sorry. Sorry, the Iron, <laughs> the Iron Survivor <laughs> the Challenge. The King of the Mountain Survivor Challenge? Yeah, the King of the Mountain Iron Survivor thingamadoobop. All right, so yesterday I saw the news earlier in the day that Michaels was going to announce a new type of match, and I was super curious to see what this was going to be. So this is what it is. Yes, you're in NXT. They're going to hold a pair of Iron Survivor Challenge matches at the NXT Deadline Premium Live Event. Um, these are the rules. The match starts with two wrestlers. An additional entrant will be added every five minutes until five wrestlers total have entered the match. The goal is to have the most falls or points at the end of the 25-minute match. Falls are worth one point and can be won by pinfall, submission, or disqualification. When a wrestler loses a fall, they must enter a penalty box for 90 seconds. The winner of the respective matches will become number one contenders for the NXT Women's and Men's Championships. All right. So the penalty box rule and whole gimmick thing, that's where this really feels like the King of the Mountain match, right? You don't have to take something and hang it on a hook. That, that's where it really differs. So my initial reaction is this, Matt. This is developmental. This is... NXT on BAM what is what do we usually talk about well not usually but what do we talk about on BAM as it pertains to triple a baseball and the MLB well that's where they try out new things to see if they will work in the main roster such as the pitch clock 
or certain things like that. Yep, and I akin this to exactly that, right? They are trying this out to see if this concept works, if this concept makes sense, what the crowd reaction is going to be like, what the the word on the street is, right? Uh, so I'm okay with them trying this stuff. They try characters, they try personas, they try a bunch of stuff. Why they they even try ring designs and 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 panels, right? Like this is like remember NXT is where we saw the birth of the digital ring apron. Right, developmental True. is where everything starts at, in WWE and in sports in general. So why not try a new type of match? See how it's received, or received, received. How see how it's received, and we'll take it from there. I'm okay with this. At the end of the day, this is the the issue here is this that NXT is on a national program. It's on a national level, right? So it is risky to try these stuff because you are putting it out there on national TV. Similar to Trial by Fire with the wrestlers. These poor wrestlers literally getting straight out of wrestling school being thrown into national TV, right? It, it's, it, it's, it's a ballsy move, but I like the attempt, and let's try something out, right? That's my take. Yeah, I uh, I generally agree. If you wanted to say this is like Russo-rific and it, it's a it's taking two matches that suck and putting them together, whatever, you could say that. I can't really argue that. I think I'm excited for it. The penalty box doesn't bug me at all. I like the penalty box gimmick in wrestling. The penalty box isn't what made uh, King of the Mountain bad. It was hanging the thing and it was just the fact that they were convoluted matches often with sometimes with some bad wrestlers jeff jarrett winning all the time and stuff but there are some awesome king of the mountain matches yeah. like some that i was some that i would rate like four and a quarter four and a half stars honestly like one or two uh king of the mountain is was a fun gimmick i like the idea of a penalty box in wrestling i'm a big hockey fan the penalty box uh near and dear to our heart here in Canada, Boris, this will be a fun match. Like, I have high hopes for it. A five-man, 25-minute Iron Man match, basically. Right, and and you can get very creative booking, right? Because everyone says that there's a real disadvantage to being the fifth person, right? Well, that's true. So let's work this into the match and into the story, right? I feel like you can have some really creative storytelling within this match and i'm like and i'm excited to see where they go with this now the one rule change that i would make in all of this is that if you do get pinned and you do have to go to the penalty box you get subtracted a point the fact that they're using points and when they were announcing this i'm like ooh, if you get pinned are you gonna get deducted a point they didn't do that and i wish that they would do that because again that's another layer of storytelling that you can have this is see i think you could do something pretty fun with a scoring system uh but this is getting a little convoluted unfortunately i think you could do this though pinfalls and disqualifications are worth or pinfalls and submissions worth two points countouts disqualification worth one point and a loss negative one point in any way yeah. so if you get a pin or, or a dq it's worth double it is it it should be worth more to get the, the decisive fall right although it would get it would get weird with scoring but i think that would be a cool way to do this type of match but we'll see how it is i like your idea like a subtraction for losing makes a lot of sense although maybe they're going to do a thing where someone eats all the falls and then ends up winning by scoring like two or three you know what i mean in a row who knows how it'll work but that's, I'm very excited to see it, man. I actually, I actually do think these are going to be really good matches. Uh, 
And we'll, we'll see who's in them, but I'm predicting right now Carmelo Hayes is going to win the men's and win the NXT title from Braun Breaker. I think that's where we're going with this one. For the women, I have no idea. I think they could pull the trigger on Roxanne Perez with this, but it's a little early for that. I want Mandy Rose to break the record for longest reigning NXT women's champion, but she'd have to stick around a while because Asuka had that fucking thing forever. But uh, we'll see if that happens, but I don't know. Roxanne Perez and... Carmelo Hayes are right now my tentative picks. Who are you thinking? Oh, man. Roxanne Perez is for sure, at, or Indy Hartwell are my picks. On the men's side, though, it's hard to say, right? Like, it could be something obvious like a Von, Von Forehead at this point, right? Even though he just lost. But that's WWE for you, right? I, I My gut says it would be Carmelo Hayes. But I just want to see him in the main roster at this point so bad that him staying. You know what? Here's the thing. This is going to sound funny. Him winning this match, to me, would be a demotion. I know what you're saying. But I think I think they're going to give him uh, an NXT title run because he deserves it. He's been amazing in NXT. Yeah, He'd be a really good NXT something. champion. This is the weird part sure. about NXT, right? You deserving something. You being gifted something because of your time and effort and how awesome you are in NXT should be a ticket to the main roster. That's an excellent point. That That is a great point. I'm just saying yeah. that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But you're completely right. Or Cameron Grimes. I'm going with Hayes or Grimes. Grimes, I don't. Th- I think Grimes is going to be on SmackDown before this match happens. That's let's let's see what happens. All right, so that's kind of our take here on this new match, the Iron Man Survivor match. I like the idea. Like I say, this is a perfect kind of venue to test out match ideas, and we'll see how it goes. Right? Like I'm sure that it'll be altered a little bit. Um, and again, you can get very creative storytelling in the long run. Uh, so yeah, I'm for it. Let's try this. Let's try this. Uh- yeah, let's try it out. My only note, <clears throat> excuse me, is that it should be two points for a pin, two points for a uh, submission, one point for a countout or disqualification, minus one point for a loss of any kind. That's yeah. that's how the scoring system should go. That would be fun. Although that would be, again, really tough to book. That's probably better in a video game than it would be in real life. Who knows? You know, it's so funny. I feel like this happens to us all the time. When we make a comment about TNA doing something, like it's just like WWE does something like right back to it. Like we were literally just talking about how TNA is the king of making video game rules, uh, match type rules. Um, they have this double jeopardy, whatever they're calling it, double jeopardy death match or whatever it's called on on Impact this week, right? And then we were talking about that on Bam, and then boom, this new Survivor uh, Iron Man challenge. Yes, the Iron Survivor Challenge match, yes. Uh, it is funny. But, hey, we're stacking up matches for WWE 2K23. <laughs> if anything, right? If anything, that that's the – we're the real winners who play those video games. Yes, yes, of course. We are the winners, definitely. All right. Certainly not the losers. All right. <laughs> we're not losers at all, Matt. We're not – we're never the losers. All right. Um – how are you actually? What's going on in the world of Matt? Oh, I'm pretty I'm pretty well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I got a couple of days off in a row here and it's a nice wintry 
uh, morning in Toronto. It kind of feels like the first morning to just sit back, sip on some cocoa, maybe make a nice piping bowl of chili, you know, do all these winter cliche things, right? And just uh, sit back. So I have a day off and I have to, uh, I've set aside today to work on the list of 122 a lot. I'm going to put in some some nerd effort watching some wrestling today. So I'm uh, I'm excited for that. Just going to nerd out all friggin' day, buddy. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing swell. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. I'm doing good. Um, <laughs> those, I feel like those got progressively worse as you went down the list. I'm doing okay. I'm doing mediocre. <laughs> Life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm doing fine. Uh, again, like busy week. This is the last week, right? But like, I feel again just because who knows what 2023 is bringing us like every customer of mine right now is like can you make us a quote for this and it's like these huge ass projects which i'm eternally grateful for eternally grateful for and happy that there's a possibility that we can get these huge projects in but man it it takes a lot of time to plan these right and they're like we need it yesterday you know so it's just it's been super crazy uh so that's been that doing some planning on the SNME backend stuff. We might try something, man. You know exactly what we might be trying this Saturday at the Full Gear After Party. I'm going to take a vote among us, the group of hosts, and uh, we'll see if we go with the plan that's been suggested, uh, which is a bit different, and I think it'll be cool. Um, we'll, we'll lead to a longer night, but I think that... Uh, we learned our lesson after completely skipping the press conference last time. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if the press conference of this next full gear is going to be, uh, you know, as eventful as Brawl Out was. The Gripe Bomb, as some people have dubbed it, both hilarious nicknames. But yeah, well, it's probably not going to be that eventful, but we got we got something cooking up. We're going to see if it'll work out. Yep, exactly. All right, so more news on that. And aside from that, man, just 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 counting down the hours until my vacation starts. Um, and I'm actually also been doing some planning on that World Cup show that we have on BAM. Um, really, I'm actually like really looking forward to doing that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's entirely your baby. I'll chip in here and there where I can, but I'm going to be working a lot. I'm not going to watch every single game also, but I will watch some. I ain't staying up or I ain't getting up at five in the morning to watch any World Cup. I'll tell you that. But I'll I will already watch be every up. So second. for me, it's uh, <laughs> it is what it is, as we like to yeah. say here on BAM and NXT Talk. Yes, I'm going to watch every second of Canada, though, for sure. And I'll watch as much as I can. You know, I'll hop in, I'll hop on the show every now and then. But yeah, hopefully daily podcasts after every single day during the World Cup on the BAM feed. Like 20 minutes, 20, 30. We'll see. Yeah, it's not going to be long, right? It's going to be this is what happened. This is what I like. This is what I didn't like. This is what to look forward to. And we actually have some quote unquote correspondence in Qatar who are willing to jump on the calls. I'm actually trying to work something out with with a buddy of mine to do like a daily diary, a dear diary type segment for every episode. Nice. Yeah. Dear Qatari? Qatari? No, that, Dude, that needs work. I'm, look, I'm taking <laughs> the World Update as the show name. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going with these dad jokes. <laughs> World Cup date by Boris. I love it. I love it so much. Man. All credit to you on that one. We've been hanging out way too long, way. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're starting your idiot dad jokes are starting to seep into my brain. All right. Let's get to the show because this show should go fairly fast. Again, you know, 
Quickly, Matt, you already said you like this show. I like this show. This was a competent show to watch. Let's jump. Let's just jump right into the stuff as the show did with the NXT Championship match, a match that had me worried that the future of NXT talk was riding on because I swear to God, if Von Wagner <laughs> had won, I would have quit. This episode would not be happening. Anyways, Braun Breaker with two Ks versus Von Forehead, Von Wagner with Mr. Stone for the NXT Championship. I got to say. This wasn't the worst match. I was expecting a lot worse. A perfectly cromulent wrestling match this was, Boris. This was pretty dang good. It was it was a good showing by Von Wagner. A mean guy match. It was exactly what it needed to be, buddy. Yeah, the only thing, though, is like it kind of feels like it came out of nowhere and there was zero build to it. Like There was zero heat on Vag- Von Wagner. Well, it didn't come out of entirely nowhere because it's like they, yeah. they had been building it for the last couple of weeks. But yeah, I know what you mean. They just, I, I, it kind of feels like Von Wagner's going up soon because as they pointed out on this show, the very first episode of 2.0, Von Wagner was in a main event in a big multi-man match and Braun Breaker was in the opening match and kind of throughout the next year, 18 months, the roles had reversed. And Braun Breaker is now the established main eventer. And Von Wagner's a little, you know, stalled in his place. I liked that call. That was the best moment Vic Joseph had all night. He then, like, almost immediately after claimed that Von Wagner is actually the favorite in this match. And he's hearing whispers in the locker room that Braun Breaker is the underdog. And Booker T laughed in his face. And basically said he was an idiot. Yeah. And I, I, like, even when Booker T is like, bro, like, chill out. You've done something wrong on commentary. <laughs> that was, I laughed so hard at that. Um, so, you know, Wagner controlled a lot of the match. He used a lot of his strength and his pure raw power against Breaker. That was the, the essential story, right? It's like, what? does breaker need to do to actually get the win over wagner um so there was uh you know this is just a just a, your typical match right like this wasn't anything special but again it wasn't bad at all uh so breaker had wagner uh, in a grounded headlock um this actually lasted the entire picture in picture which is actually hilarious wagner escaped with a back suplex uh he tosses breaker to the steel steps at ringside he choke slammed breaker on the steel steps we got the censored holy shit chant wagner only got a two uh two count there um i did like that story though that at near the end of the match where wagner kind of had breaker but he was toying with him a little maybe he toyed with him a little too much uh so wagner blocked a spear with a jackhammer suplex for a very close two count he started cursing cursing at the ref uh this gave time for breaker to kind of fire up and uh break up uh wagner ended up knocking stone off the apron breaker's back gave away off a military press attempt uh breaker or sorry wagner's back gave away breaker escaped a suplex hit wagner with a spear for the win in 13 minutes eight seconds to retain the nxt championship Yeah, so a long competitive back and forth match seems like Von Wagner is about to turn on Robert Stone here. So, Boris, as I said before, I feel like Von Wagner is actually getting called up pretty soon. That's why he just jobbed clean. You know where Von Wagner is going to be in a month? He's going to be tag teaming with Baron Corbin under the managerial skills of John Bradshaw Layfield. Doesn't he just scream like perfect for that act? Should he, like that could be a tag team, Baron Corbin and Von Wagner, big heel tag team. What about that? How do you feel about that? Baldy and forehead. 
Yeah. <laughs> By God almighty. Oh, man. You could project <laughs> Monday Night Raw on their foreheads from Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I don't know. We'll see. I just, <laughs> the thought that out of everyone in NXT 2.0, NXT, whatever you want to call them, NXT, you know, black and white, whatever you want to call this version of NXT, out of everyone that's come from this class, Von Wagner is going to be the first major call up. Well, d- d- yeah, I guess, depending on how you define that. Yeah, he might be, man. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just grasping at straws. No, but it, it they makes said, sense. The they said on they the wanted wall. to reevaluate. Yeah, exactly. They said they wanted to reevaluate all these people every six months to a year. And I think fired. it's... It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it's just becoming it's becoming his time. Anyway, Boris, as the young guns, we are done with star ratings. Uh, we're through with that nonsense. We like to rate matches out of five, uh, whatever you know, whatever the mood strikes us. And because this particular match was a battle of second generation wrestlers, I figured we would just do second generation wrestlers throughout the program here, Boris. So I'm rating this three Alex Wrights out of five. It is a 60% dancing German man percentage. Das Wanderkind. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> uh, Braun Breaker is the real Das Wunderkind of yep. WWE. Yeah, I guess so. All right. An album fire sit down promo. Oh, so did did we did you just score that match? Yeah, three. Three yeah. out of five. Yes. <laughs> Alex Wright, you were there. You laughed about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ooh, longer week than I thought. All right, we get an Albafire sit-down promo. Uh, she hyped up her match against Mandy Rose. Zoe Stark was walking all alone. The most ballsy move anyone can do. Zoe Stark walking all alone in the NXT parking lot with some smug look on her face. That's how you know she's a badass. She did that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Braun Breakers walking past the gorilla position, selling the back pain. He sat to rest a bit. He was confronted by JD McDonough, who taunts him a bit. Uh, and that was that. That says he will never be done with JD McDonough. I will never be done with JD McDonough. I wonder what writer got paid bonus for that one. <laughs> uh. I'm joking. Zoe Stark made her entrance to the Performance Center. Uh, she said her back feels so much lighter now that she doesn't have to carry Nikita Lyons. She talked about being on the shelf for nine months with an injury. She said she came out uh, like a bat out of hell when she came back, earned a shot at the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, she then was called into a meeting where everything changed. She said they called her to put her in a tag team with Nikita Lyons. The crowd brewed. She talked about how she and Lions were chosen over people like Toxic Attraction or the tag team champions Chance and Scarter. Chance and Carter. Stark said she couldn't compete because she wasn't medically cleared. She said Lions showed up, told Stark that it's okay and she's not mad at Stark. Just remember, they were in the smack and the main roster tag team tournament. That's what she's referring to. She said that uh, that was condescending. She said she's not the weak link. She didn't get injured doing stupid Twitter videos. She got injured facing the NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose. I love that line because it put Mandy Rose over huge as well. Yeah, that's a really good call on your part. I loved it as well. Yeah, worth highlighting for sure. 
Stark then talked about Kerrigan to get a Lions in a tag team for weeks. She said all Lions gave her week to week was endless apologies instead of endless results. Lions then pointed to the video screen which replayed Stark betraying Lions at the end of last week's show. She said she did her best to help a younger athlete, but all she did was cling and leech off her. She said she's tired of all this. Stark said she wanted to be the solution, but now she's part of the problem. Stark said she didn't do stupid dances on social media like Nikita. She busted her ass in the ring. Stark said for the people who aren't cheering her, screw you. She said those are the people who like those stupid things that are posted. The crowd chanted, O's always angry. She said she's not angry because she took care of Lions. She said you people are the people that look at Lions, pictures online, and dream of her at night. Lions, uh, sorry, uh, Stark then said she's undeniable, and the hunter is now the, uh, now she's the hunter while every other female in the locker room is the prey. Yes, sir. So, very good promo. I wouldn't call it great, but very, very good from Zoe Stark. This is the right kind of heel turn where... If you squint your eyes, you can kind of say, well, she she has a point here. You know what I mean? Like, I can understand her motivations as a bad guy, though she is being a dick. It's not Nikita's fault that she was put in there. Nikita was just trying to be nice. Nikita was just working as hard as she can. And Zoe Stark is jealous. Uh, you know what I mean? Also, if uh, looking at Nikita Lyons' Instagram pictures is wrong, Boris, I don't want to be right. I'll say that on the <laughs> record. Uh, but... <laughs> But uh, yeah, this was a very good promo from Zoe Stark. I'm into the heel character. She's a good wrestler. And I think she works uh, heel style aside from a couple spectacular spots, which a heel can still do. You know what I mean? So I think Zoe Stark's pushed dominant heel is something I'm here for on NXT. This could be really good. Agree with you 100% and couldn't put it any better myself. So let's move on. The show then cuts to Andre Chase greeting some tests. Duke Hudson shows up because he was asked to meet with Chase. Chase asked Hudson why he threw in the towel last week. Hudson said the truth is it looked like Andre was in pain, and that's more important than a wrestling match. He said he just did it so Chase can live to fight another day. Chase said he did it for, or sorry, Hudson said he did it for Chase and to keep the university alive. He said it's guilty as charged that he bleeds red and black. Taya Hale shows up to talk about a test she took. She then commented that Duke Hudson is growing on her. This is a very good promo from Duke Hudson, too. Fiery up in Andre Chase's face, but in a good way. He was he was yelling at him. He was saying, sir, you don't know the meaning of the word quit. So if I didn't throw in the towel, you would have you, you would have had your shoulder destroyed. And then what happens? You know, what happens to Chase University? If you go down, we all go down. And the, he, he built up Andre Chase while, you know, kind of perhaps disingenuously Boris, you know, showing his, uh, showing his, you know, uh, loyalty to chase university. So I like this a lot. And I do hope usually I'm on the side where I just want all the baby faces to get along. I'm a sucker in wrestling like that, but I really want Duke Hudson to turn on these guys. I hope this turn comes. I think it could be awesome. Could really put Duke, o uh, Duke over as a strong heel because the crowd loves chase university. So when, and if this turn comes could be really good for Duke. I'm hoping it is Duke turning. I hope I hope they go with the obvious, clear choice in this turn. I hope this isn't something weird where everyone just latches onto Duke Hudson and leaves Andre Chase in the dust. 
Yeah, you know what it is, and Duke is good enough to do this. You can do the obvious thing if the promos are such where the fans believe that Andre Chase and Thea Hale would start trusting Duke Hudson. And that's exactly what this promo was. He won me over as a fan. He won Andre Chase over visibly. That was the point of the promo, you know? And if the promos are good enough, then you can do the obvious turn and it will still get over. So I hope that's what they do because the promos are good enough. Yeah, I want the obvious one. I don't want the 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 out of the blue Vince Russo booking to this feud. Yes, we have enough Vince Russo with the penalty box. Indusure, Veer Mahan and Sanga versus George Cannon and Ariel Rodriguez. Jobbers number six five four three. <laughs> Was it Rodriguez or Dominguez? I have Dominguez here. I have Rodriguez because it said Rodriguez ah. on his tights. Oh, I did. There you go. I, uh, yeah, I actually did not catch their name. So I am currently reading off the Wrestling Observer website. Shout out Chris Aiken for well, taking Chris the Aiken, notes on this. You're one. wrong. <laughs> Owned Boris. Shots to Chris Aiken. No, thank you very much for your work, Chris Aiken. Anyway, yeah, so there was a spot in this match where I, Sanga picks up, I think it was George Cannon, and shoots George Cannon out of the Sanga Cannon for a Beal from the apron. He's supposed to take the Keith Lee Beal spot, right, from the apron into the ring. Except this man does not flip. He face plants on his face and shoulder and collarbone, and I thought his career ended on that, at that moment. I thought so, too. I was worried because I'm like, hey, when is he going to flip? When is he going to flip? Oh, he's not going <laughs> to flip. Done. Face plant. <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing at this. Uh, sorry. Uh, I, uh, this poor man. I'm not a wrestler. Obviously, I don't know. But I believe from all the everything I've read and seen since watching this since I was three years old in 1990, that the, the rule is kind of generally take your own bump. And I think if I had to establish someone at fault, quote unquote, I don't think this was Sanga's fault. I think George Cannon should have rotated his ass over and he did not. And he went splat on the fucking mat and it was gross and violent and bad. Yeah, I love the fact that Cannon started the match and then they brought in Rodriguez. My one thing. Oh, it was Rodriguez who took the bump. Sorry. Yeah, it was Rodriguez who took the bump. Now, my one thing about this match is that, yes, it was only two minutes and 26 seconds, but it felt like it was too long. Really? I didn't get that sense. I had a lot of fun watching it the whole time. I, I thought it went the perfect length, personally. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was just like, a, like it was good. I'm not it, I'm not even going to take a point off it. it just felt a little long for what they were trying to do but I guess they wanted to really show everything that Indusure has like hey remember these guys this is what they got they did the sandwich spot they did some cannon spots they did some uh uh roly polioli spots they just threw people around it was fine I really enjoyed this it was a good uh reintroduction to these two so Indusure wins in 2 minutes 26 seconds Yes, uh, I would like to give it as high as three and a half, but I, I, there's a couple botches. That poor Ariel Rodriguez face plant. And also, I think they botched their finish because I believe their finish was supposed to be like a, a demolition decapitation style thing, but with a leg drop. Yes. And it would have been really impressive. Sanga was halfway across the ring, and it looked like Veer wanted to leg drop this guy, but he kind of missed the leg drop and just kind of like patted him on the face on the yeah. way down. Yeah. And so it looked like they kind of botched their finish, but I still think it was, it, it was so impressive and so much fun. I had a lot of fun watching the squash. I'm going to go uh, three Charlie Dempsey's out of five for this one. Second generation Prince William Regal. Yep. Fine. Co competent match after the match though. 
Uh, what happens here? Sanga Veer said, he and Sanga have respect for the Creed brothers. He said the fans also respect the Creeds, but they, the Creeds do not respect Indishir. Veer said, in India, Indishir are treated as celebrities, but in America, they aren't appreciated. Sanga said the only time they'll get respect is if they destroy the Creeds. Yeah, solid little promo here. And uh, clearly setting up uh, some Haas v. Haas action for the tag team titles. I'm into it. Yep. All right. Julius and Brutus were shown watching the monitor uh, where they said they'll step up to Indusher's challenge. Tatum Paxley and Ivy Nile showed up. Nile said she was happy that they don't have to worry about Damon Kemp anymore. Julius said they can't leave Veer and Sanga unchecked. Ivy said she thinks the Creed should be going after the tag titles instead of Indusher. Yeah, well, we shall see how this plays out, but I do think uh, eventually Indusher will be crushing those men on the way to the Creed Brothers. Yep. All right. The hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, interviews Wendy Chu. Chu said Jade hurt her by giving her insults that she hasn't heard since high school. She said she's going to give Jade two black eyes. Uh, a little a little bit of emotion here from Wendy Chu. I actually kind of liked this promo. I got to be honest. Yeah. Wendy Chu's, Wendy Chu's character is hit or miss, but this was a hit. Yep. Agreed. All right. Third match. And my match of the night, J.D. McDonough versus Apollo Crews. Oh, big time match of the night. Absolutely, buddy. This was this was a great match. I had a lot of fun watching this match. I thought both wrestlers did an awesome job. I wouldn't call it. I, I don't think it's going to squeak its way onto our list even, but I would still say it was a great match. Yeah, exactly. This is a like totally fine, really good match for NXT, right? We only have room for 122 matches. Like we have to remember, it's a problem. That, right? Like that's that's the uh, thing. Across, like I'm trying to get all kinds of uh, Joshi wrestling, like Tokyo Joshi Pro and Ice Ribbon and shit. All kinds of indies. Like yeah, it's really tough. Yeah, and we still have like how many pay per views until the end of the year? Like it's it, crazy. Exactly. All exactly. Right. Two. Yeah. Go ahead. I have to remember. Like I have. To, sometimes it's funny because like I forget how good Apollo Cruz actually is. Oh, he's incredible. And he and Braun Breaker, if they have chemistry, that could be a really, really interesting match because they're kind of very similar in the ring. They're very, very muscular, but incredibly athletic. And they do flips and, and fun stuff like that. Yep. And J.D. McDonough had some awesome flips and kicks in this match because he did a beautiful moonsault from the apron onto Cruz. Cruz is selling shoulder pain throughout the match after this. Cruz took down McDonough with a lariat. Um, McDonough then avoided a senton, but Cruz then hits a tiger driver and powerbomb combo for a very close two count. A little after the match, Cruz gave McDonough with, uh, hits McDonough with a knee. McDonough came back with a headbutt. McDonough hit Cruz with a strong sunset bomb for a two count. We get a this is awesome chant from the Nextras. Uh, McDonough gave Cruz a jawbreaker on the top rope. Cruz avoided a moonsault and then gave McDonough an elevated Uranagi for the win. In 10 yes, minutes, 15 seconds. Sorry. No, no worries. Uh, uh, a very, very good match, man. Yeah. By the by, the stand uh, standards of NXT TV, great match. Overall, very, very good. I, I, let's settle on... Uh, three and three quarter Dustin Rhodes's is three and three quarter gold dusts. How does that sound to you? That sounds really good, actually. I, I that's exactly what I would give it to be 100% honest. Broadbreaker shows up on the ramp, 
to kind of just uh, give Cruz as some eyes. Yes, so Cruz v. Breaker. Man, this has been building for a while. Ever since the first thing Cruz did when he showed up was he wants to win the title. He's going to take it from Braun Breaker. But first, blah, 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 and then six months of him being a weird comic book guy or whatever he is. But yeah, Braun versus Cruz, the match itself, I have high hopes for. It has been five months. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling is with Mandy Rose at the Toxic Lounge, talking about her upcoming match against Alba Fire. Rose talked about how people keep voting against her and saying she can't carry the title. Rose said she has been proving everyone wrong by still standing as NXT Women's Champion. She said she's not a cliche, not a one in a billion superstar. She said the title will stay with her by the end of the night. And then, yeah, she condescendingly looks at Mackenzie and says, you can leave now. Uh, A great promo, full stop great promo from the most improved wrestler of 2022, Mandy Rose. Fight me if you disagree. I will drop the V-trigger on you. The Mandy Rose V-trigger, the kiss from a rose. I can't even joke. I was so close to saying, (laughs) but Tyrus is NWA champ now. Oh my god. Can you have a like what's what's the what's the opposite of most improved? Worst, the Tyrus like, Award. Yeah, the, the Tyrus Award for steepest downhill decline goes to Tyrus for the seventh straight year. Congratulations, <laughs> Tyrus. <laughs> so true. Honestly, but if we were to give that award, I think it would go to Jade Cargo this year. Oh, Oh, ooh, that is spicy. I don't know if I would go that far. I actually do think I legitimately, all jokes aside, the Tyrus Award goes to Tyrus. But Jade Cargill is a spicy take. I don't know if I agree, but I certainly love spicy love to take. Hear what is she doing right now? That's a spicy take. Looking like a dumb dumb running after her own belt. Uh, that's fair. Well, it's, a, it's, it's a spicy take. I'm not saying it's unfair. It's, it's, it's picante, though, buddy. That one's hot. All right. All right. What's going on here? All right. Javi, uh, big, big body Javi? Yeah. <laughs> good old Javier Bernal was interviewed by the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling. Bernal said he's going to be making challenges instead of people challenging him. So he challenges Axiom to a match. The hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling reminded him that Axiom is hurt. Javi then challenged Ilya Dragunov. The hardest working professional, the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling then said Ilya is in Germany rehabbing and not clear to wrestle. Javi then challenged any Gallus member. In fact, he told the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling that she could even pick which member. And then the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling reminded Javi that all of Gallus was suspended. Javi blamed McKenzie for holding him back. Well done on that, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was, yeah, just a, <laughs> just a bit of fun from young, big body Javi. I enjoyed this. Well, what's not to like here? You know, this was classic 90s cheesy wrestling heel. This was awesome. I love this way too much. Like, I just love the <laughs> fact, like, just how much of a cocky asshole he is. And such a cocky asshole, but yet a, a, a you know, a, a uh, scared but, whatever. But, yeah, a cocky asshole, but yet lovable goofball at the same time, kind of. Yep. 
All right, Booker T was in the ring to moderate the North American Championship contract signing. He introduced Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams first. He then introduced Wesley. Booker said he's a fan of both the champion and challenger. Melo said as a lover, uh, as a lowercase g to real g, he's honored to be in Booker's fave five. Lee pointed out that Melo is no longer the A champion. He's the X champion. Booker said that if Melo wins, He'll be the three-time, three-time, three-time NXT North American champion. Mello said he knows Lee will go to the limit to defend his title, but Lee's limit is where Mello puts up and starts from. Mello said next week uh, Lee's 15 minutes of sympathy will be over. Trick said Wes is an athlete, but he ain't no Mello. He said there is no ladder this time that will be uh, Lee's last and this will be Lee's first and last title defense. Booker asked Lee, what will Lee do to still be champion? Lee said everyone knows how hard he worked. He said if you told him that he'd be a singles champ last year, that he wouldn't believe it. Uh, he then said he's been through a lot and found some peace by knocking out Trick. He said he's going to prove that he's the new standard of North American champion and he's going to retain the title next week by any means necessary. Booker hands the contract to Mello to sign first. Lee signs second. Booker said it's on. Trick taunted Lee by reminding him of uh, the smash to the head in the locker. Booker T got in between the argument by saying that both men can save their drama for their mama and that saving the physicality for next week is a must. Booker asked, can you dig that sucker? Yada, yada, yada. That was that. Excuse me. I love this. This was the best thing on the show, in my opinion. Carmelo Hayes looked like a million bucks here, figuratively and literally just strutting out in in a purple suit, uh, similar to Eddie Murphy in Raw, 1987, I believe. But uh, yeah, man, just awesome work here from everyone involved, Booker T included. This made me think Booker T should be the GM of NXT. He's much better doing this kind of stuff than he is doing commentary, I think. God bless Booker T, whose commentary I do like. Maybe he can come in call the call the all odd big match. I like him in small doses, but every week for a full two hours, it's already becoming a lot. So Booker T should be the GM of NXT. That I I stamped seal of <laughs> beautiful. Let's do it. Call it into HBK. Yep. Let me get on my phone. All right. Yes. yes I like sir. this. This I is got, great. Um, this is good. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very good stuff. You got, got to vamp a little bit here because I got to go get my water. I forgot it in another room. But this All next right. promo was awesome, too. And it, we explained the sweater vest, Boris. Well, we got the lore of the sweater vest. Yes. All right. But before that, we had a T-Bar, Donovan Dijek vignette. He pulled the good old Aguilar special. He was drinking in a dark room, drinking some whiskey. He said the truth is never simple until he sits at the table. He said then you can give him the truth or he'll beat it out of you. He said that NXT is a soft society, but that's going to change soon. He said he's not a product of his environment and hard justice is on its way. So that was uh, this week's T-Bar Donovan D-Jack promo. Really liking this. Excited to see him back in NXT. As Matt already alluded to, Odyssey Jones, Malik Blade, and Idris Anofi were backstage. Odyssey wondered why Blade wears the sweater vests. He talked about his dad being a preacher who always dressed nice. He said the first fancy clothes his dad brought him was a sweater vest. He said he wears the sweater vest in honor of his dad. 
Yeah, because he says it's drip or drown, and he's going to drip. I love that line at the end, too. So we've explained the sweater vest for Malik Blade. We've given him a backstory. Instantly, I care more about this character. I want to see him win. I want to see him win for his daddy. I want to see him rock that sweater vest. This was excellent. Quick little minute, 90 seconds. This is what they should be doing more of. Agreed. This is perfect. Give people some story, give people while giving them some airtime, while giving them practice with promos and skits and stuff and stuff like that. All right. You say, and you're correct, because Mandy Rose is the most improved wrestler of 2021. But here's my dark horse take for the most improved in 2022. The Dyads, Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed. Uh, with Joe Gacy and Ava Rain versus Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. And no, I am not talking about Briggs and Jensen. I am talking about the Dyad. This group has done a complete 180 for me. I actually give a damn about them right now. They are doing awesome. Ava Rain's inclusion into this group changed the group from the spooky creepy to, you know, now we know what their purpose is. We know why they're around. We know what their motivations are. And I feel like even with the change in, in, in ring gear for the dyad, they just seem more badass. They seem more legitimate. They seem, it, this isn't like the grizzled young veterans turning into these creepy dudes. This seems like, the, like they're their own characters that are standing on their own two feet. Yeah, so at first they were like HR people and we were supposed to be mad because they were saying things that people who generally are left wing leaning say that was basically the character in a nutshell then they became spooky bray wyatt knockoff generic spooky nonsense now they're a group of anarchists who have, have felt shunned by society and want to be a, an inclusive thing, you know what I mean? And I, they're the group of anarchists situation that they have going on, a much cooler retribution is where this should have been all along. 100% with you. This is the most I've ever cared about Joe Gacy and Schism. I dig the theme song. I dig the glow-in-the-dark masks. And also, they have four out of the seven deadly sins now, so you think that there's room to add three more people to this group. Could be pretty interesting. A seven-person stable, maybe another woman. We'll see who gets in. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is very, very interesting. I'm liking where Schism is at. I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. I can't, I can't believe that either. And this was a pretty good showing for Briggs and Jensen. Words I can't believe came out of my mouth. Oh, I have a beef with the finish, though. This yes. is this is straight up, straight up. This is a three, three and a half star match that I am uh, taking two and a half stars from because of the finish. Yeah, we'll get oh. into it. Uh, let's get into it right now. So Briggs hits Fowler with a standing splash. Kiana James showed up to confront Fallon Henley. If you remember, uh, Kiana James handed Fallon Henley a, uh, a, uh, envelope a few weeks ago. We still don't know what was in said envelope. Henley punched James, which caused her to fall on top of Jensen. Jensen helps James to get up. While all of this madness and stupid stuff was happening on the outside, Briggs was being a dum-dum just staring at all of this. Gives Dyad time. Uh, they end up doing a double pay dirt for the win in four minutes. Nine seconds. Great match. Horrible ending. Yeah, so uh, yeah, a good a good four minutes with uh it's worse than you even described, Boris, yes. because Vic Joseph made it perfectly clear. He did not help Keanu James up. 
Vic Joseph made it perfectly clear during the replay. Brooks Jensen couldn't get to his feet yes. because he was embarrassed. This was a boner joke finish. We left 2.0 in the dust a couple months ago. Please let the fucking boner jokes die. Why is this virgin character still a thing? Why are we still in still doing dick and poop jokes in 2022? Can we please fucking move on with Brooks Jensen? For the love of God, this character. He hasn't moved an inch in 18 months. I'm yeah. going insane with this fucking thing. <laughs> insert boner joke when you said oh, he hasn't no. moved an inch. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. If ah uh, that that was that was a genius accidental pun. I did not even mean to do it, but I'm taking full credit for that one. Holy shit. Fucking goddamn it. Boner finish. Boner finish here on NXT. Come on. Grow up, Shawn Michaels, heartbreak kid. What were you in? Degeneration X or something? That's the issue, right? Like <laughs> that is the issue right there. Nah, it's wrestling. It's supposed to be silly and cheesy and wacky. Is a boner joke that much different than a headlock? I say yes. Some people might say no, but yeah, I hated this. We're going a single Eric Watt out of five. Not even two Eric Watts. One singular Eric Watt out of five for this. I love it. All right. I love when you when you rant a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we, then we got the Shawn Michaels promo introducing the Iron Survivor match. Let's just jump to the next thing because we already talked uh, about that. So the next match was Indy Hartwell versus Tatum Paxley with Ivy Nile. Before the match, we saw that lights flickering. So someone is going to get fired or not. Um, Tatum hit Hartwell with a drop kick. Hartwell got a two count after uh, doing an overdrive. Hartwell worked on Tatum with... Uh, Methodical offense, I wrote down in my slam report that you can read at slamwrestling.net. Hartwell tossed the mask to Nile after ripping it off. Hartwell then hit Paxley with a basement forearm for the win in three minutes, 59 seconds. Wow. It's kind of funny that I, I, I like that's basically what I wrote in my report. And all of that happened in four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it kind of fell apart a little bit at the end, but I, I, I like. Indy Hartwell's work right now as the heel turn being established she's getting meaner she's hitting people harder uh it, it was still a little sloppy like Indy Hartwell was the uh ring general of this one and that you're gonna be running into some issues there so I'm going two Greg Ganyas out of a possible five Greg Ganyas son of Vern Ganya Boris yeah that's what I would give it <laughs> All right, what the hell happened after? Sorry, completely lost my spot. I, gotta gotta go down a little. Bit. I believe scroll, it scroll, was scroll, immediately scroll. the script. Immediately, right. yeah. All right, we get the whole script stuff. All right, so we get another promo from Scripps, who seems to be the jigsaw of NXT right now. Scripps talked about how easily they got past the WWE Performance Center security. Scripps. Mentioned they will make their NXT debut next week, saying they are faster than lightning and no one can match their ability. Scripps ended the promo by asking who wants to play a game. Okay, so I have I have uh, a couple deep, uh, deep shots in the woods here. My official guess is this is Vincent from ROH. That we've established that. That's that's my on the record. Here's a couple dark horses. What if it's evil axiom? 
Axiom actually has an evil side, and this is the evil version, and it's like two characters. Sometimes he's babyface, sometimes he's heel, and then maybe he could feud with himself. Who knows? Like a Sin Cara, Sin Cara uh, noir situation. Sure. Okay, here's another one. Uh, what's uh, what's uh, Wes Lee's old partner up to these days? Uh, well, Zachary, teaming, Zachary Wentz. Zach Wentz is teaming with Trey Miguel on the Indies. Not Impact, just yeah. the Indies. Exactly right, buddy. I don't think he's signed anywhere. Are, is it time to forgive Zach Wentz? Could this be Zach Wentz coming back to uh, disrupt Wes Lee? You turned on me. You bailed on me. I had to sneak back into the Performance Center to get my job back, and now I'm here to cost the North American title. He said he's debuting next week. Next week, we will see that you and I are not the same. That's what he said. Next week, you will see that you and I aren't the same. This could be Zach Wentz. Also the fact that he said he's faster than lightning and no one can match their ability. Zach Wentz is my dark horse pick, man. Maybe they re-signed him quietly. Who knows, man? I... I... Let's go with this. I like that story. I really like that story. Okay, let's let let's lock it in. Okay, I still think I I still actually think it's Vincent though. It probably is Vincent. All right, after the mat or after this, Roxanne Perez confronted Indy Hartwell first by thanking her for her winning streak or for congratulating her for her winning streak, but then questioned why she ripped the mask off Paxley. Hartwell said Paxley wouldn't care if. She broke her nose, her being Hartwell. So she would do anything to get into the Iron Survivor match if it meant breaking someone's face. You just you just want to cheer for Roxanne Perez. She's just so darn likable. Roxy the Dragon Steamboat. I love her. <laughs> I love it. Okay, main event time. Mandy Rose, Alba Fire, last women's standing match for the NXT Women's Championship. What you think, Matt? Good, not great. Not a lot to it. It was a no. little slow, plundery, and then they built to one big finishing spot. I just, I'm so impressed with Mandy. She kept up with friggin' Kaylee Ray, man. She kept up with friggin' Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray's lost a step since Alba Fire. She's just lost a little confidence. She doesn't have a chance to do 20 minute matches against Miko Satamura or Tony Storm, obviously, is a big factor, too. But Mandy kept up, man. Mandy kept up in this match. That's the thing. I think this was Alba Fire's best performance in WWE stateside give her time i'm i'm you can see glimpses of kaylee ray here just give her some time stop just stop giving her the bat and walking around being fake sting just let her wrestle let her do what she does best and that's wrestling 100 percent agree with you big homie i did have one gripe in this match one minor gripe this is what happened near the end of the match let's jump to the end of the match so uh, Rose was f- waiting for Fire to get up on the barricade when they're both on the outside. So she dove to Fire. Fire then hits a super kick on Rose and followed that up with a gory bomb on the apron. Rose completely no-sells this. Yeah. That pissed me off. Gets up. Takes a baseball bat to the stomach. Okay. Cool. But you no-sold the gory bomb. Fire then laid Rose on the announce table, climbed the ladder that was already set up. As Fire made it to the top, my girl, Isla Dawn, shows up, spits mist onto Fire, went crashing through the announce table. Rose moved, barely moved out of the way as Fire came crashing down. Rose then beats the 10 count, but Fire was still down, and 
out on the collapsed announce table to give Mandy Rose the win, your winner, and still NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose. After the match, Mandy Rose limped to the back. Isla Dawn was in a manic state at the top of the ladder as we see technical glitches from previous weeks going nuts to close the show. Okay, so I I think that we are to believe that the technical glitches were Isla Dawn all along using her witch powers because they did dub her the modern day witch, much like Carrie Von Erich was the modern day warrior. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, Isla Dawn, we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't say, looking great, she was awesome in NXT UK character-wise. We like the spooky character. We like a little bit of cheesiness and nonsense in our wrestling, just a little bit. She wasn't full, she was like Mama Shango, you know, she was pretty, <laughs> she, she was pretty off the deep end, but uh, she wasn't like fully nonsense. It was like the, the, the perfect kind of wrestling cheese to me. But, uh, you know, your mileage may vary on this Isla Dawn character because she is she is the spooky character that that NXT so sorely needed. Apparently, this match was OK. Uh, like I said, it, it, it was very, very slow until the finish, which was admittedly good. But the actual finish, like you said, featured that thing where Mandy Rose just no sold the gory bomb onto the apron which is a pretty big spot. What they should have done, it would have been very easy. You don't just have Mandy Rose stand up, have Kaylee Ray say to the referee, don't count. I'm going to put her on this table. I'm going to put the exclamation on this. I'm going to finish the fucking job. Don't you count yet. I'm doing this first. Then she puts her on the table. She goes up to the top. Then the whole thing works so much better. That's how they should have done this. Agreed. A hundred percent on that all right amazing let's do something different this week okay let, do you want to rate the match before we move on yeah yeah we're gonna go three kevin von erics out of five for this one because so, of the finish it, it could have been higher but the finish took it down the three zach afrons yes three zach afrons out of five for this guy all right so every week because i do the slam report right now i'm always on the nxt twitter and they have some digital exclusives want to hear some yeah, that would be awesome. Also, we started doing three stars of the week last time I was on. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to write those up real quick while you play a couple of these digital exclusives. All right. We're going to start one with Mandy Rose, where she doesn't want to hear anything about Isla Dawn. Mandy, congratulations on retaining the NXT Women's Championship. But what happened out there? Whoa, with whoa, I whoa. Okay. Isla had nothing to do with me winning that match. Just add Alba to the list of names and the list of excuses. Because all I know is that I was the last woman standing. And I'm still your NXT Women's Champion. So put some respect on my name. There you go. That's Mandy Rose. Nice, nice, nice to hear a, a, a beautiful voice on this podcast with us just yammering on like fucking absolute idiot banshees. <laughs> good, a good little promo there from Mandy. I'm telling you, she's doing good work right now. We have a second digital exclusive from Apollo Crews, uh, and he's ready for his opportunity to take on Braun Breaker. Let's hear that one. Apollo, huge win over JD McDonough tonight, and you seem to imply at the end of the match that the NXT title is the next stop. And then you had a special guest show up. JD, first of all, he's been going around making a name for himself, injuring people. And he thought the same thing was going to happen tonight with Apollo Crews. But no, 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 no. That definitely wasn't going to happen to me. 
And he talk about Braun Breaker. I got to say, I am glad that he came out at the end of my match. As a matter of fact, I was so ready to go that if we would have hopped in the ring, I would have done it right then and there. But Braun Breaker just had a match and I wanted him at 100% so that when I do take that NXT title, there will be no doubt in anybody's mind who the better man was. Appreciate your time. Thank you. There you go. That's Apollo Crews talking about Braun Breaker. Yeah, good good promo there from Apollo too. Uh, I like I like where Apollo's at right now. I like that strong baby face motivation and it's very polite to your girl Mackenzie. That wasn't Mackenzie. That was uh, uh Kelly Kincaid. Oh, oh nice. T- to my girl Kelly. Yep. All right. 3 stars. You got him ready? Yes. Yes, sir. I got him right here. So number three, the bronze medalist this week, we're going to give it to Isla Dawn. She's got to show up. I think big impact made the modern day, witch. today's Tom Sawyer mean, mean vibes. Uh, anyway, so uh, number three star Isla Dawn, number two star Carmelo Hayes and his Eddie Murphy suit and his awesome promo, his dope glasses. This is the a champion and the winner of the Iron Survivor Man Challenge 2022. All right. Who is your number one star for the November 15th edition of NXT TV? The gold medalist of this program standing atop the podium. I'm going to sound like Booker T. My God, man. That's Mandy Rose. By God, Boris. Mandy Rose, the dominant NXT women's champion, strong performance in the main event, good digital exclusive promo. She is the star of this show on this night anyway. Agreed. Yep. She, she, you know, the show was built around that match and she did a good job, minus a few minor things that we already talked about in the actual match. But I think that was more of a match setup, match layout as opposed to, you know, anything else. So can't fault her for that one. Overall, pretty good episode of nxt tv yeah absolutely i I enjoyed watching this a quick easy watch mandy rose's promo was great carmel hayes thing was great and uh i'm excited for deadline and the the penalty box match yep exactly all right Uh, hopefully just like this episode of nxt tv it was an easy listen for everybody Uh, Thank you for listening this weekend. We have a very busy weekend here on SNME on Saturday, right after Full Gear. We are doing our after party. Again, patrons, you're going to be getting your links in your mailbox. If you're listening anywhere else, patreon.com slash SNME radio, and you'll be able to not only watch live, but take part in the show. And this week, you'll want to for sure be taking part because we are going to be doing something a little different You may have guessed already what it is, but I'll announce that once we uh, get the okay from everyone. So that's happening this Saturday. Sunday, 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 Matt and I are doing a special aftercast for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Stardom Historic Crossover, the X Over event. Really, really looking forward to that. Really excited for that show. I cannot wait to see who will be your IWGP Women's Champion. Cannot wait to see what Tom Lawler is wearing. Huge show. <laughs> Huge show. Yes. Yes, sir. The, the, the trios team, the all-time king of trios, Shikara nonsense. Great Muta, Toru Yanu, and uh, some, some guy named uh, Okada. Kazuchika Okada. I am not sure I'm familiar with his work. No, the great Okada, ace of New Japan, teaming with Muda and fucking Yano. 
you know, I'm taking on United Empire there. That's sure. Let's let it happen. But I'm telling you, Muda's going to take the or uh, give the pin to Great Okan in that match. Really looking forward to that show overall. Um, so that's happening this weekend. Year end awards. They're coming last week of November. Just be ready for them. We do have a lot more shows to get through, so I don't want to send them out too early, but I also don't want to send them out too late. And there already is planning going on from the hosts for that show, for those shows, the best awesome. and the worst of 2022. Really looking forward to that. December 10th, ROH, pay-per-view, and then Deadline will tell you exactly how we're going to be covering that weekend coming up soon. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Until next time, stay tranquilo. Gotta wait until at least Full Gear and Survivor Series for best and worst of the year. You never know. Some big matches on both of those shows. Boris, thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.